0: As you will have heard, a devastating earthquake has hit Turkey. The confirmed death toll has now reached 34,000 and is likely to increase exponentially as the rubble is cleared away. Was this a catastrophic natural disaster? Or was it an act of political terrorism and depopulation facilitated by heart technology? If you think that the powers that be would never hurt the innocent in such a cruel and callous way, think again. Earthquakes struck Turkey and Syria early in the morning on Monday 6th of February 2023. Seven days later there have now been 34,000 confirmed deaths, but this figure is likely to be barely the tip of the iceberg as most victims are still believed to be lying amongst the ruins. There were two quakes. The first at a magnitude of 7.8, and the second at 7.5. Widespread destruction has resulted, in both Turkey and Western Syria. Many thousands of buildings have been completely destroyed throughout the cities, towns and countryside. The first quake struck at 4.15 in the morning, while most people were still in their beds, which has been a major factor in the massive loss of life. But as I'll go into more in a minute, it is emerging that an enormous amount of lives have been lost that would have been able to have been saved if outside aid had arrived sooner. It was three and a half days before any international aid even arrived, and a while after that before they began work, by which time it could not have even been called a rescue mission. It was nothing more than a recovery mission at that stage. Not only do I believe that this was a deliberate withholding of assistance, but I also believe that these earthquakes were an unnatural and deliberate event. An act of political terrorism. I'll explain why I believe there is a strong basis for such a conclusion in just a moment. The earthquakes occurred over a 500 kilometre area and were felt as far away as Lebanon and Israel. The aftershocks have been relentless reaching 182 in number just two days later. All natural earthquakes have an epicentre, but these ones did not. The dead victims lay unburied in the streets as the efforts to take them to places for identification fell second place to rescue efforts. Many bodies that were extracted from the wreckage were displayed in facilities such as the sports hall where survivors were able to walk through and potentially identify those they knew. After the critical first 48 hours had passed and freezing temperatures and still no aid had arrived, hope began to vanish and grief and anger beset the people. The streets of both towns and cities rang with the screams of people who were learning of the loss of loved ones. Here, the workers finally reached this man's son. But upon extraction from the rubble, he's hit with the horrifying realisation that his boy has died. It's an agony he can't contain. Days spent hanging on to hope end in heartbreak. Many people describe how they had to listen to their loved ones crying out for help and how their jubilance at hearing they were indeed alive and well turned to panic and horror as they were then forced to listen to them die from cold and dehydration unable to do anything to help them. And they had to endure that anguish for over three days before help even arrived.
1: I'm together with the girl because my children are safe. Children are safe.
0: This poor man spent two days in the rubble, and although he himself was rescued, his children still remained buried.
1: Orda bir sürü yaşayan insan vardı. Seslerini değil ama taşlarına bir mızavarlara vurarak ses yapıyorlar.
0: My brother was alive, but no one came to help us. My brother was alive, this poor woman cries. Volunteer agencies, journalists, and families abroad have been left stunned at the marked delay of any mass organised coordinated relief effort. Listen to this short report from the BBC on the 9th of February. Antakya has
1: struggled to get help. Even Turkish aid has been slow to arrive here. International rescuers, nowhere to be seen. Antakya has been calling
0: out for help for days and finally it's arrived. But most of this uh, aid is local, it's Turkish aid. Uh, We've hardly seen any international aid here. However, the internet was plastered with information like this, saying the powers that be were doing all they could do to help. Many independent groups and individuals went in immediately and got stuck into helping, whether it was heavy work or bringing warm clothes or donating blood. But the mighty UN, arguably the world's most powerful organization, didn't send a convoy to Syria until over three and a half days later. The same amount of time it takes for a human being to die from lack of water. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. And when the UN finally did rouse themselves, they only provided six trucks of aid to Syria, which the Syrian White Helmets have stated was not enough, as it was, quote, part of routine deliveries, and certainly not special aid and equipment for search and rescue teams. And as you can see here, these trucks are not even packed full. If they were going to make the journey, wouldn't they stuff as many blankets in there as possible, considering the enormous amount of freezing people in need of them? And then, took another full day before a second convoy set out. The UN stated that the first convoy was enough to help 5,000 people and that the second convoy would be enough to help 1,100 families. So this aid is barely going to scratch the surface of the aid needed to help such a vast amount of injured, starving, freezing and displaced people. The UN has made all sorts of excuses about damaged roads and war divisions etc. But they certainly didn't appear to be trying very hard to overcome these obstacles. The Syrian media have clarified that aid will be permitted into rebel-held areas and across government lines. So, it's going to take a lot more than six trucks to make a difference, when Syria alone now has an estimated five and a half million people condemned to face a frigid winter outdoors and homeless.
2: The US and Canada and their Western partners has imposed what many call sanctions of mass destruction on Syria
0: for decades. Now, the usual scenario would be for any sanctions upon a nation that has suffered a natural disaster to temporarily be lowered or even removed to allow foreign aid to get in without delay. But no such mercy has been shown here. What a contrast to the cabal-driven West's response to Ukraine. What a deliberately graphic and clear comparison is being displayed in this disaster response from the UN, and the World Health Organization, and the Biden Administration, and other Kabbalist groups. A sharp contrast between the rewards shown to those who oppose Russia and follow Kabbalist demands, and the punishments inflicted on those nations who don't. Needless to say, severe hunger and thirst will follow in the wake of this disaster. The main earthquake struck during the night while most were in their beds, so the survivors were left in pyjamas and unable to take anything with them, and plunged into a freezing night with no relief in sight and a long winter ahead. Hundreds of thousands of Syrian war refugees have escaped to Turkey and found refuge there, and now their lives have been taken by an earthquake, and many more will probably be taken by the plight that they now find themselves in displaced yet again, escaping war, only to be hit by a natural disaster. But was it a natural disaster? Let's take a look at that. Let's start by asking the question, can an earthquake be generated artificially? And if so, how? Surely someone like Brooks Agnew, an earth tomographer, who's worked extensively in the field and even worked for HAARP, would be able to help us with that question.
1: In 1983, I did radio tomography with 30 watts, looking for oil in the ground. I found 26 oil wells over a nine-state area, and 100% of the time was accurate, with just 30 watts of power beaming straight into solid rock. HARP uses a billion watts, beamed straight into the ionosphere for experiments. Picture these strings on the piano as layers of the earth Each one has its own frequency. What we used to do is beam radio waves into the ground and it would vibrate any strings that were present in the ground. We might get a sound back like, and we'd say, that's natural gas. We might get a sound back like, and we say that's crude oil. We were able to identify each frequency. We accomplished this with just 30 watts of radio power. If you do this with a billion watts, the vibrations are so violent that the entire piano would shake. In fact, the whole house would shake. In fact, the vibrations could be so severe underground that could even cause an earthquake.
0: So, could harp have been used as a weapon of destruction against Turkey and Syria? And if so, why? Well, Turkey has made quite a stand against the Kabbalist agenda and is currently blocking a NATO expansion. It has endured ever-increasing pressure from the US to comply, but Turkish Prime Minister Erdogan continues resolutely in his refusal to yield. He also continually makes Klaus and his minions really ticked off by saying nice things about Putin and talking about annoying concepts like honesty. Biden sent one of his top minions in to have a little chat with Erdogan just a few weeks ago, and he publicly warned him that he really should do what he's told. I remember Biden publicly warning Putin that something would happen to Nord Stream if he didn't do what he was told. And sure enough, it did. Turkey's interior minister, Suleyman Soylu, publicly criticized the US ambassador to Ankara, telling him to take his dirty hands off the country during a speech in Antalya on Friday the 3rd of February, just three days before the quake.
2: Could
0: this have been one of the masked grinning faces he was talking about? Is it my imagination or do those earlobes look quite different to each other? Anyway, ominous predictions of an impending false flag disaster in Turkey began to appear online, such as this tweet from Shadow of Ezra posted seven days before the earthquake. And on the same day as the earthquake this inconvenient truth was also widely shared on the internet that just days before the earthquake diplomats and ambassadors residing in Turkey were withdrawn from the country for what was called security reasons, although there were no security threats issued. Then some strange things started happening in the skies in Turkey. A few days before the quake, this unexplained light was seen rising into the sky. Many have since speculated that it was a direct energy weapon being put into place. Shortly before that, about two weeks before the quakes, this incredible cloud appeared over Bursa, Turkey. Many have speculated that it was harp generated and a variation of a harp ring called a bullseye ring. Of course, mainstream media has said it's just a random lenticular cloud, but it's not like any lenticular cloud I've ever seen, that's for sure. It's also been reported online that this very similar looking cloud was seen around the same time in Turkey. Many researchers have been accused of being conspiracy theorists for saying that such a thing as a harp ring exists, but they've now been openly confirmed. With increasing occurrences of footage like this showing up on the internet, this one from Tunisia in 2014, they've become a little bit hard to deny. Many have been issuing extremely accurate severe weather warnings for years by learning to read harp rings. We've all seen the chemtrails, and it's well known that cloud seeding is taking place. Even the government will acknowledge this. Although, of course, they'll never acknowledge the poisons they're seeding our clouds with. But a less observed heart phenomena is the magma beam and the associated direct energy weapon, or dew. Here's a magnification of what appears to be a dew above the clouds in Indianapolis. And here we see one in the skies above Iowa. Just a note, you'll have to go to platforms like Bitshoot or Rumble if you want to look at footage like this. It doesn't last long on Kabbalah stone platforms like YouTube. And again, we see one here in the skies above Salta, Argentina. You can literally see the pulses moving out from the dew in this one. And here's one above Florida. I'd really love to know how they would explain such a thing being in the sky. And finally, here's another in the skies above Syria. And again, you can clearly see the waves pulsing out from the weapon, which is concealed in the clearly man made cloud. I've seen multiple clips just like these ones, but there's just too many to be able to post here. Strangely enough, an otherworldly scene that looks like it was generated by a HARP direct energy weapon was filmed in Turkey right before the earthquakes occurred. It looked and sounded remarkably like a harp magma beam. It was recorded in remote rural southern Turkey. The sound was apparently so loud that it could be heard many miles away. The incredibly huge and intense beam blasted out of a very low and very unnatural looking cloud directly into the earth for several minutes under the cover of night until it finally dissipated and disappeared. Here's a video that captures the obligatory blue harp flashes that occur before their earthquakes in the skies above Turkey about an hour and a quarter before the earthquakes began. I've researched this phenomena and I can tell you there is no viable scientific explanation being offered. Some say it might have something to do with static energy being released as the plates move but that makes no sense as they always occur as they are here a good hour or two before any tectonic shifting begins. And here's some footage aired on a Turkish news program, shot from considerably further away. These lights were also recorded in Sendai, China, 10 months ago. Again, here we see a vivid display of these lights before the Mexico City earthquake, about 18 months ago now. These lights were also reported as being seen before the Haiti earthquake too and also before the first Christchurch earthquake. Here we see the lights flash before the Qinghai earthquake in China. And here a man films from outside his house in Wellington, New Zealand and captures the skies over Kaikoura shortly before the earthquakes that occurred there in 2016. Holy shit! Interestingly, a series of clearly harp-induced weather events also happened one year ago in Turkey. Many residents captured these events in photos and video footage. We see the same colour flashes in the skies and we also see the same magma beam coming out of what was again low and unnatural looking cloud. Turkish residents described it as weather they had never before seen the likes of. Was this a rehearsal for what happened on the 6th of February? It's hard to say, but the similarities with footage recorded in the lead up to the earthquakes a week ago are rather striking. These clips that I'm about to show you now are barely a snippet of the global harp induced weather and earth events from just the last year or so, some are even from the last few weeks. Just like a vaccine, harp could be used for the good of humanity, but the preferred use seems to be as a weapon for political terrorism and depopulation. And just like the recent so-called vaccine its aftermath looks natural at first sight just like a sudden heart attack or a stroke or a brain hemorrhage or sudden infant or adult death syndrome can also appear natural harp can bring about more deaths though and in a quicker time frame than any fake vaccine they've been using harp as a weapon for decades but the frequency and intensity is rapidly increasing The Cabal's way has always been to create a crisis and then bring their order out of that chaos. Order ab or order out of chaos, has been their long-standing motto. Just like Covid was their false crisis in order to usher in a murderous solution, climate change is their false crisis in order to usher in an even more murderous solution as well as complete control through CBDCs, carbon footprint regulation, digital IDs etc that will all be used to completely control people, denying the uncompliant food, water, shelter, medical treatment and much more. Not only does Harp allow an instant mass cull, which is an irresistible perk to these tyrants, but it also creates the chaos and the problem so they can present themselves as a solution. This crisis is being forced upon us, falsely framed as climate change, when it has nothing whatsoever to do with climate or nature. Nature is actually our friend. It supports humanity, working with us in a beautiful symbiosis, if it is allowed to, that is. In fact, this is an assault against nature at a scale that defies description. And as always, just like with all their other agendas, it's primarily an assault against God. These Kabbalists want to destroy everything God has made. They want nothing to remain of his creation, whether that be the natural world, man, woman, bird or beast, unless it is under submission to them and under their modification. Humanity must be brought to its knees and baptised into their system and receive salvation through them. This is so deeply about good versus evil and so deeply about their desire to be gods. You only need to listen to Noah Harari to know that's true. And you only need to look at the entrance of the beast at the Birmingham games opening ceremony or have watched Sam Smith at the last Grammys to see we are now moving into a new season. A season of not so much complying with mandates and oppression, but of the total complying with the defiling of our souls, through opening our minds and our hearts to their ethos, and not only embracing this evil, but aligning ourselves with it and abandoning truth. Like I said, this weather modification's been going on for years now, but they're now more overt, and it's now nothing less than weather terrorism. They know now too that we're cottoning on to what they're doing in secret to destroy anything natural, to control governments, and to kill as many people as possible. They know we know their climate narrative is a complete lie to cover this vandalism of our planet and to facilitate their rise to absolute dictatorship. Destroying Nord Stream and deliberately releasing millions of cubic metres of methane into the atmosphere and the ocean was a little bit of a clue that none of this is about climate. They couldn't give a toss about the environment And so we're moving into a dangerous time. While it was still all in secret and they were continuing in their facade, it actually afforded us a measure of safety. But now, in this new season, they want us to know how advanced their technologies have become and that they can destroy us with these technologies if they so choose. They taunt us with their unfettered power to commit evil and they want to intimidate us into submitting to them. I'll finish this video with an extraordinary speech that appeared on Rumble on the 11th of February. It's from an exceptionally courageous Romanian senator called Diana Jovanovići Šošvaka. The filming's a bit rough. It looks as if she's covertly filmed herself by laying her cell phone on the lectern in front of her. But despite that, I would go as far as to say it's one of the best and most important truth-filled political speeches I've ever heard. And if any video needs to go viral, it's this one that I'm about to play.
2: My political statement is titles, people had to die and it's not over yet. Dear fellow senators, For three years we have been experiencing a real campaign of mass killing worldwide, either through alleged pandemics and the imminent need to inject untested vaccines that kill people or through wars that reduce the world's population, but rearranges international politics, realigns power polarities and alters borders. We have lived to witness the production of earthquakes on command, which is actually an attack on Turkey by the greatest of the world who totally disliked being set up by Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the President of Turkey. Moreover, his position of neutrality and mediator in the Ukrainian-Russian war deeply disturbed them, especially since Turkey is the second great power from a military point of view within NATO. His position to block Sweden's accession to NATO, his speech in Davos, as well as the gesture of leaving in the middle of the press conference, defying Schwab, did not remain without an echo in the cold world of leaders the world. But, no one thought that people would have to die, so many people, and in such a terrible way. And it's just a warning, because it wasn't the most populated area of Turkey. 150 aftershocks of a devastating earthquake, the second larger than the first, without the existence of an epicenter, the area being artificially stimulated, geological weapons having existed for a very long time, being used so far without causing too many casualties, probably for experiments. Now, it has been Put into practice. If we look carefully at the map of Turkey, we will see that it is furrowed by gas and oil pipelines, this being actually one of the goals, their destruction. But, 10 seconds before the occurrence of the so-called earthquake, the Turks closed these pipelines. In addition, 24 hours before the earthquake, 10 countries withdrew their ambassadors from Turkey. Five days before its occurrence, the Romanian Ministry of Foreign Affairs issued a travel warning for Romanian citizens in Turkey, although there was no danger, as did other countries. By killing people, they served their interests. The maps shown on all the television channels show that there was no epicenter, but a line with thousands of earthquakes. The Turkish secret services are investigating a possible criminal intervention, read an involvement of another state in triggering the first earthquake, what followed later being a chain reaction after the destabilization of the tectonic plates in the region. It is very clear that President Erdogan was punished for his courage, dignity and honor and for his closeness to the Russian Federation, in fact a position of neutrality and mediation for peace. In addition, it is desired to divert people's attention from Ukraine, where representatives of many countries have already begun to shout against the despotism and orders given by President Zelensky, as if he is ruling the world and someone is obliged to send weapons and participate in his war. a war where he sacrificed his own people and destroyed his entire country. Anyone who speaks of peace is put on the pole of infamy and attacked from all sides. This is what happened in Romania when I started the unique initiative Neutrality for Romania the peace from Bucharest. They all rushed at me, although now, after one year of war, almost all of them say everything that I said and supported from the beginning, claiming now they are the owners of these ideas.
1: Plagiarists, Pharisees,
2: Judas, because of you, people have died and continue to die, you all have hands stained with the blood of millions of people killed for the interests of some madmen who wish to rule the world. Unfortunately, at the Romanian leadership level, we only have incompetents, idiots, plagiarists, thieves, robbers, criminals, cowards, traitors, and the list goes on. These incompetents, awarded by foreign countries for special merits in their support, but at the expense of Romania, are trying at this moment to turn Romania from a neutral, sovereign state into a servile and offensive state, through which some great powers can exercise their warlike actions and to turn Romanians into cannon fodder for the benefit of others. Judas, we will stop you at any risk and at any cost. Leave Romania to be sovereign and neutral. We are not interested in anyone's wars. We have always defended our nation and land, and we have not attacked anyone. You should know, we have always been in the losing camp, even when the camp won. We have always paid. Enough! Stop here! Romania will keep its neutrality, no matter what you promise to others, you traitors. We have an obligation to keep good neighborhood relations in the region, whatever others ask you. If you are not able to defend our peace, and you are not, then leave, or we will take you down. It is very clear to me that at this point things at the international level have gotten out of hand, the fools are playing as God and they think they have won the game. Cause of these demented and psychopathic people who cause wars and cataclysms using unconventional weapons, we, humans, are just numbers they can get rid of. It is imperative that all the nations, the peoples of the world, rise up together, wake up from daily comfort and carelessness. And just like in 1848, we'll begin the struggle for liberation from the yoke of psychopaths, of demented people who steal our happiness and the beautiful world in that we live in. That's why I urge all of you who still want to live in a world of God, and not of Satan, I urge you to rise up to fight, to a world revolt to free us all and to destroy these enemies, because in this moment we are in legitimate defense.
1: Take the claws off Turkey. Take the claws off Romania.
2: Take the claws off God's people. Warning to the psychopaths of the world. If you need people to die, we need you to perish too. It's all or nothing. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth.
1: Italians' Law. Thank you.
2: Wow. <laughs> Let me
0: end now with a few more powerful words from one other speech made by Del Bigtree on the steps of Lincoln Memorial. This is from one year before the earthquake tragedy in Turkey, and so I've juxtaposed his words against the foreboding skies of Turkey as they looked in Istanbul. It was well documented. Around the very same time as Dell was defiantly declaring that we refuse to live in fear.
2: Now we take back our nations. Now we make the statement that has always needed be made. We stand for God. We are courageous in God, because though we have walked through a dark
1: valley in the shadow of death. We fear no evil. We fear no evil. We fear no evil. We
2: fear no evil. Because thou art with us.